Hey guys, what's up? And welcome to Young Titan World. Today, we're going to be dealing with um, mental health facts. I mean, sorry, mental health myths. Now, for a long time, I've been talking about how mental illness affects us as, um, as the youth and as the society of today. Now, even though that is a true and serious issue, there are also these myths about it. You know, there's there are things that people say about myths, or there's this belief that goes behind myth, uh, that goes behind mental illnesses that just aren't true. Today, we're just gonna be going through top ten of all those facts. We're just gonna just plow through them, and we're gonna learn more about them. What is the actual reality behind that myth? All right. So, um, yeah, that's what we're gonna be doing for today. I. I'm always under this uh, misconception that every time I tell you what's going to happen in the next episode, that's exactly what's going to happen. Because more often than not, I totally deviate from the plan. And instead of talking about anime or manga, I end up talking about mental health, which I don't know, I, I feel as if I resonate more with because even as much as you would enjoy an anime, it's not something that you could literally apply to your life or literally relate to another person in such a way. Maybe it's a cool action scene that you all agree with, but when it comes to real life situations and the struggles that people are going through, you're not going to get much context to that. And I believe that's why I always keep coming back to talking about mental health. Um, so let's start off with number 10. Uh, and let's go. If you want to know more about these facts, they are all available on mentalhealth.gov. Uh, you can just type in mental health mid facts and you would get there and you would be able to read them by yourself. Um, I'm doing this because I think it's easier to hear something rather than read it. I don't know. I live in a different context. So, or just, you know, a quite, it's just different. Let's just continue. All right. Now at number 10, we have myth. Prevention doesn't work. It is impossible to prevent mental illnesses. Now, the actual fact behind that is prevention of mental, emotional, and behavioral disorders focuses on addressing known risk factors such as exposure to trauma that can affect the chances that children, youth, and young adults will develop mental health problems. Promoting the social emotional well-being of children and youth leads to better overall productivity, better educational outcomes, lower crime rates, stronger economies, lower healthcare costs, improved quality of life, increased lifespan, as well as improved family life. So you trying to avoid or you trying to stop it from happening, it, it usually doesn't work. Not saying that it's not an effective method, but as they state down below, that it would make sense if you stop a traumatic experience from happening to a child instead of letting them think that they can get through it because they could damage their principles as humans of society today. Now, I could be wrong because everyone is out for the hardcore shit, you know? Everyone wants to be totally meta, the Sigma male. I can bear the responsibilities of the world without shedding a tear. I get that, all right? But I guess in my context, I'm speaking to the yet-to-be parents and yet-to-be adults of today. 
or those who are really considering having children, that you can either make it easier for them to have these mental illnesses, or you can take the initiative to try and create a better environment to, for them to grow up to become safer or more tuned to uh, helping each other rather than bearing the responsibility of oneself and assuming that there that's the only way to do things you know it's it's just it's it, it bears down on you and it comes out in different types of consequences and i'm sure you wouldn't want your child to go through that but i'm guessing some parents do like it when their children go through pain right um and number nine we have myth i can't do anything for a person with a mental health problem that is the myth like when the person is going through certain struggles and you're like okay i don't relate to that there's nothing i can offer i'm not a therapist i'm not a psychiatrist there's nothing i can do it's uh it's not true there are things that you can so you, you could try and explore more of those options. Now, here's the fact. Friends and loved ones can make a difference. Now, in 2020, only 20% of adults received any mental health treatment in the past year, which included 10% of those who received counseling or therapy from a professional. Friends and family can be important influences to help someone to get the treatment that they need. Um, by that and reaching out and letting them know that you are available to help that, that so that could be one of the ways you could try and uh, be there for them you know some some would probably be waiting for the permission to come to you with such an issue i mean like i know some of y'all like hey man you don't need permission to come to me but sometimes it, it requires a little bit of a heads up you know like yeah, you could totally come to me if you need anything. Most of the time, we always think that it's all simple, it's all basic, and there's no need for that to be a situation in order to bring the person closer to you. But affirmation by yourself is another way for them to be like, okay, you actually are someone that I can confide in. You know, they'd probably just take you with a bit of a questioning, like, can I really trust you with this? I don't know if I should do this, but I'm like, oh, no, you're cool, bro, you're cool. Cool. Another way is helping them access mental health services. Now, there are so many types and there are so many platforms that are there to assist those with mental health um, issues. And it's it, you could easily find those. I mean, like, you could definitely just Google it and it will appear right in front of you. There are so many of them out there now, at least more than there was before. Mental illness didn't seem to be an issue back in the day. But it is now, and there are platforms that can help assist those who have those kind of problems. Um, okay, another form that you can do it. Uh, I, I guess probably at the end of this, I could um, recommend a few. Because, yeah, they do help. I have friends who have gotten help from them. So it's it's not it's nothing fancy. It's just something that can help you ascertain your position in terms of mental health issues. Another way is learning and sharing the facts about mental health, especially if you hear something that isn't true. Now, this is the situation for me, for example. I know that there is an abundance when it comes to the lack of mental health knowledge, which is why I decided to take it upon myself to at least try and educate as little as I can concerning about the issue, you know, concerning the issue. I don't know why I keep doing that. 
Um, so it's just learning and finding more about these things and being able to stand against what would usually said about mental health because there are there there might be a lot more than you would consider um, as threat as threatening when it comes to mental health issues like there are lots of things that are going around that don't make no sense and are not true but people still keep spitting those things as a way to push that kind of community aside and condemn them you know like how the pills are just a way to like make you subtle i don't know how to, i don't know how to explain that particular point but let's not go into that um another way is treating them with respect uh just as you would anyone else now regardless of the fact that they may have these issues regardless of the fact that we may be going through stuff like these it is not quantified that you would be able to judge a person based on how it is it's not a bad thing you know it's not a bad thing if you would decide to chase that sort of regard for someone else being respectful is helpful being respectful is good um, even if they're going through hard times them knowing that you treat them just the same as you treat everyone else kind of makes them feel better but i guess it also can go both ways you know because once you start treating them like other people it also means that they're not supposed to be given the heads up when shit's going down so it's uh it varies it varies it varies <laughs> If this was the time that I could take to at least walk you guys through how it would mean to be treated as a mental health person or a mental illness victim or patient, it would take quite a while. But just making it subtle for them to live in this kind of existence is quite it is quite helpful for them at least it builds their confidence enough to be able to confide in you so it would really help out if you could also assimilate that fact now the last one is that you must refuse to define them by their diagnosis or using labels such as crazy use now yeah, and instead use first person language or person first language uh this one would be a little bit difficult. Now, I know all of these are things that we can try to do. And it's not fair if someone like me gets to tell you that this works. Because honestly, I wouldn't know. Okay, I wouldn't know specifically about the, the other side of the story. What someone else is supposed to do when you're in a jam. Because if I'm in the jam, that means that none of these have ever happened to me, so I do not know how they'll be. But it's something that you can try. It's something that you can work on, so it's not really a bad thing. Okay, so let's move on to number eight. Let's move on to number eight. Number eight. Here's the myth. Therapy and self-help are a waste of time. Why bother when you can take a pill? Now, that is also an interesting fact to behold. Now, that's an interesting myth to behold. Now, let's get to the fact. Treatment for mental health problems varies depending on the individual and could include medication, therapy, or both. 
Many individuals work with a support system during the healing and recovery process. So it's not it's not like mandatory the moment that you have a mental illness that you're supposed to be popping pills to feel better. Sometimes it's just therapy. Sometimes you just need a little bit of talking to to get you through it. Now, it's not it's it's being conscious of the fact that you have a mental illness and trying to work towards curing it or just getting through with it because sometimes these mental illnesses don't really have a cure they're with you for a long time so finding a way to adjust yourself to it is probably the best option or is the only option as a matter of fact which is why it's not like you're supposed to take a pill every single time that you have this problem or every time that you're facing an issue that deals with mental health it's it's just a, it's possible it's possible to understand the deeper side of it and how you can quite easily um, get through it. So just don't be, don't feel the need to be popping a pill to think to yourself, or like don't don't make it like a mindset that oh my god, if I'm ever diagnosed, I'm popping a pill every single day, you know, just to stay healthy. You probably don't need that. You just need a therapy session and probably a place just to let your feelings flow. So uh, chill, dude. Just chill. Okay, number seven, there is no hope for people with mental health problems. Once a friend or a family member develops mental health problems, he or she will never recover. That is also a myth. Now, the fact is, studies show that people with mental health problems get better and many recover completely. Recovery refers to the process in which people are able to live, work, learn, and participate fully in their communities. There are more treatments, services, as well as community system reports. I mean, community system supports. Uh, that worked better than before. And um, you should try them rather than debunk the idea that someone will never recover and they'll always be. So I guess it's, it's basically what I was saying before. Um, the idea that someone has a mental health problem doesn't mean that they are irredeemable or you can't help them out no matter how you try. That's false, okay? A person can work around a mental health issue and function even better than a so-called normal person, you know? And it's, it's abundantly clear that giving them the attention that they need is better for their existence and it's better for their survival and it's 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 just it's just putting in the work to bring out that person and to make them capable of handling the situation themselves because uh to be honest with you if you are of course oblivious to the fact that you have a mental health problem it will be much more complicated if you're supposed to find a solution for it you know so bringing a person closer to the acknowledgement that they have this issue that they can find help is a greater assistance to them than letting them be oblivious and leaving them to do whatever the hell they want. So let's uh, let's uh, try and be a little bit more conscious about that, okay? Or I could be do I I can be too. It's easier to it's easier to do that when you're also conscious of the fact of yourself. And my English stopped working. All right. Um, and number six. Personality weakness or character flaws cause mental health problems. People with mental health problems can snap out of it if they try hard enough. I've heard this more than 
Well, I've heard this like multiple times. Like, nigga, if you if you put in the work, you can get rid of this mental health problem, bro. You just need to be more focused. You know, stay more days at the gym. You need to be hardcore, bro. Now, here's the fact: mental health problems have nothing to do with being lazy or weak. And many people need to help. That many people need to help to get better. Many factors contribute to mental health problems that include biological factors such as genes, physical illness, injury, or brain chemistry. Now, for life, it also includes life experiences such as trauma or a history of abuse. Uh, and last thing is family history of mental health problems. Now, I feel like when it comes to these kind of issues, we easily forget them because we don't want to especially in an african setting okay in an african setting the less you say it the more it doesn't exist like sex <laughs> if we don't talk about it apparently it doesn't exist but in the end your child is gonna go back someone and they're gonna give birth to a freaking child so i do not know why you just don't want to do it but yeah in that case in that regard the less you talk about a person in your family that has mental illness, the less likely it will be that your family is going to get it again. But that is just not true. The idea is that the more you talk about it, the more you'd be able to make contingencies surrounding the damn thing. If you don't talk about the fact that, hey, your grandfather had a problem back in the day, and it would be really great if we all were conscious of that fact. Because if that's the case, there is a slight possibility that either you, me, or your mom could have the same thing. Unless, of course, like, the father and mother were from the same grandfather. And that would just be weird because that means we're in Alabama and that's not what we are. Okay, so, um, clearly it's, it's easier. Like, if there's a track record or there's a way to keep track of these things within the family, that could be a way to help your family too like the generation itself gets a lot of guarding because in the end we find ourselves knowing what is and what isn't you see you feel me okay so uh let's just move on to number five uh myth personality with mental health needs even those who are managing their mental illness tolerate the stress of holding down a job now here's the fact people with mental health problems are just as productive as other employees employers who hire people with mental health problems report good attendance and punctuality as well as motivation good work and job tenure job tenure on par with or greater than other employees now, when other employees with mental health problems receive effective treatment, it can result in lower total medical costs, increased productivity, lower absenteeism, and decreased disability costs. Now, these options are quite, they're, they're quite great. You know, they're quite great. Honestly, you can't exactly argue about that. But it, it starts from the moment where they get the treatment that they need, you know. A person can be all over the place, but once you set them on the right path, it makes them much more of the workforce that you would love to have. But you just need to be conscious of the fact that they may not be going through the same kind of issues that other people go through. 
So um, I guess being a boss would also mean that you know your workforce and you're not just bringing people in there just because they have a great resume, but also for the fact that you are also conscious about their mental problems. Um, well, where I worked, I wouldn't say where. Uh, there was a little bit of lacking in terms of being conscious about mental health problems. It was not, I wouldn't say it's not for like a trying, but you know, the kind of help that they gave was surface value help. Like they did it just to show that they did it. They didn't do it so that the employees would get the help and the attention that they needed. You know, it's like, let's have a Zoom call and talk about mental illnesses. Boom, yeah, we did it. It was on our calendar, we fulfilled it, that's it. Nobody should talk about mental issues again. We talked about this and now everyone is healed from this one online call that we did with the rest of the workforce. So they're healed. There's, there's absolutely no way that anyone should come back and ask this question again or get any other mental health issues because we've done it, okay? We've helped you by giving you a talk about what mental issues are. And yes, they give you the hotline to the, um, I, I would assume the mental health supervisor or assistant or the person who was actually in charge of the whole issue. And you couldn't get through to the person. You could send a message. That was, that was like, it was so plain it's like they tell you that that is an abundant green grass filled land over there and it's just a picture it's just a really big picture you go to it and then you're just gonna hit a cardboard that they painted on and that's just sad okay so i get it that in order for you to get more of um a more committed workforce, you would want to tell them things they want to hear, like we're here for your mental health, we're here to assist you. That can only go so far. If your workforce starts breaking apart, it wouldn't matter if you lie to them, okay? Your productivity is going to take a dive. And if it takes a dive, you're the one who's going to deal with the losses in the end, okay? The other guys could just go look for a better job, you know? So it's important. It's important that you also be conscious of that. I feel like when we talk about these sort of things, the managers or those at the top are like, what does it got to do with me? Well, I mean, like, I feel like everyone in your group counts. If you want that to be a possibility, you have to make the sacrifices of it. You have to be more committed to making your job or your business healthy, you know, and not exactly a toxic work field that destroys everyone's hopes and dreams just by them walking through it you know it's just madness okay i think i'm speaking too much on this matter let's just move on to number five if we haven't already done that at number five we have myth people with mental health problems are violent and unpredictable now wow that could be the issue but here's the fact the vast majority of people with mental health problems are no more likely to be violent than anyone else. Most people with mental illnesses are not violent and only 3 to 5% of violent acts can, can be attributed to individuals living with a serious mental illness. In fact, people with severe mental illnesses are over 10 times more likely to be victims of violent crime than the general population. 
you probably know someone with a mental health problem and don't even realize it because many people with mental health problems are highly active and productive members of our communities. So they're under your radar. You can't figure them out. You can't see them. They're not going around waving flags. Hey, I am a violent prick. Come close to me and you will feel my burn. No, that's not how it works, bro. In fact, it's the general opposite. You know, this is the situation where a person who has gone through so much trauma is trying not to inflict it on someone else and is trying to live a life that doesn't cause that sort of feedback for them. Because clearly, if you've been through a traumatic experience, you're trying to live in a way that wouldn't bring us close to when we were in that situation before, you know? I'm trying to escape it as best as I can. I'm trying to avoid the person that I was before that put me in that situation. And so I become this workaholic. I become this person who's trying to overachieve. I'm I'm this person who's trying to make amends for some um, things that I lack in my life through making everyone around me happy. Just trying to build this fake existence or fake personality so that people would like me and not hurt me that that is what the person is the person is not going around punching people just because they call them crazy no they don't have time for that yeah they have committed their time to making people like them more than hate them and there's just like few of them that are like you know fuck it if you hate me you hate me you know like shit ain't gonna change i i, I ain't gonna change for your bullshit so it's it's cool too it's cool too but yeah, we, get, we must acknowledge that those with mental health problems are not necessarily going around throwing wrist of, uh, did I just say wrist of fury? Fist of fury, fist of fury. Wrist, wrist would be quite effective. In fact, you'd break your ribs. What does that mean? Okay, at number four, um, children, children, children don't experience mental health problems. This, uh, I guess this is from the fact that kids are too small to make a diagnosis or children are not, they're not, it, it doesn't make sense. Hey, you're a child. How the fuck do you get trauma? Trauma happens to everyone else. Psych. Now let's get to the facts. Every young child may show early signs of mental health concerns. Now these health problems are often clinically diagnosable and can be a product of an interaction of biological, psychological, and social factors. Half of all mental health disorders show first signs before a person turns 14 years old. Three quarters of mental health disorders begin before age 24. Unfortunately, only half of children and adolescents with diagnosable health or mental problems receive the treatment they need. Early mental, let me say that again, early mental health support can help a child before problems interfere with other developmental needs. So there is no, like, there's no specific point in the timeline where you're supposed to be alert about these issues you're supposed to be alert from day one the day that kid gets pooped out of the lady that's the day you're supposed to be on point on target you're supposed to be there for them mentally physically spiritually if you're into that sort of thing it's important to help build a great child you know um I think for most of the parents, 
or at least you know since the Uga Booga days it's great when the child can handle their own shit you know like they can walk around without you being holding their hand and shit like i think parents love the the independent child the child that doesn't ask you for help every five seconds but it's constantly like they're impressed it's like oh my god my kid is a genius even amongst everyone you know when parents want to boast off their kids they're like did you know that Jimmy decided to write his own name at the age of one? No way. And everyone loses their shit because the kid was able to do something on an independent level. It's commendable, but you're still supposed to be conscious of whatever that kid's facing. Because if that kid is going to start being a people pleaser at such a young age, oh my God, the ass kissing is going to be immense when he grows up and that would not work for their benefit because a lot of their things that they're interesting would be thrown into the trash they would always be doing things for other people and never themselves and they're always going to spiral because they hate themselves so much for doing things that they don't want to do and they're always gonna hate themselves and probably you so it would make sense if you are really conscious of your child's mental state instead of assuming that they can handle everything by themselves Sometimes they're just trying to be strong so that you don't have to hurt them with your own words. And that's, uh, that's, that's, that's a lot. Um, anyways, let's, uh, let's, let's go on to number three or something. <laughs> Mind you, this might not be in an order. These are, I'm just basically giving the numbers and I'm doing a terrible job of that. Okay, at number three. Or is it one? It's three. It's three. Now, mental health problems don't affect. It wouldn't matter. I don't know. I don't know when it stopped recording. I do not know when it stopped recording, but this is not only this is only going to take for like a little while. So just bear with me. All right. Uh, I don't know if you read, I don't, I don't know where it stopped. I don't know where it stopped. Like I would have, I would have, uh, I would be able to see that. But I'm just going to assume that the last point was not really taken into account. It says suicide is the leading cause of death in the United States. It was the second leading cause of death for people ages 10 to 24 and it has accounted for the loss of more than 45,979 American lives in 2020. Nearly double the number of lives lost to homicide. And as I was saying, it wouldn't go away if you decide to stick to a, some hardcore regimen, some soldier type bullshit. Or you decide to tell yourself that you're going to be the most Sigma Sigma male in the history of Sigma. Bro, if you need help, it wouldn't matter how you decide to think of yourself, okay? Because depression, when it hits hard, it doesn't matter whatever mindset you've got. You could be the strongest man in the world, and you would wish for nothing but death. And that's saying a lot. So you need to first take care of yourself. You know, whichever means it needs to be, whether it's popping a pill, whether it's talking to someone, whether it's getting actual medical attention because some one of the reasons why 
people think that it's over the edge is when we go online and we decide to search about you know mental illnesses and there is this like what a test that's able to tell you whether you've got depression or not now most of those most of those could just define a normal person and say that hey you have depression and the person's like oh no this is not possible i don't have it but they have no way to prove it because something online told them and apparently whatever is online is the truth which is not the case at all so it's more of being serious about it enough to send it to a medical level to a medical expert so a psychiatrist a therapist so that they can actually give you a diagnosis so that you don't run around with a web-defined version of depression or mental illnesses bro or cis whichever one you need you need to be conscious of the fact that the help you require is not something simple it could be it could be that you have a bad day. You can't say that because you had a bad day, you have depression. Because that shit's also serious, man. It's no laughing matter. I feel like we should use the sites that are to our disposal rather than just assume that everything will work out and there's no way that I could get a mental health problem. You know, like I am goaded, you know, I'm the greatest of all time. Like even famous people go through that shit okay i guess even saying that doesn't really help does it because those guys actually have money um now the institute the national institute of mental health supports research studies on mental health and disorders now you can also try to like take part in a clinical trial to try and find out more about the issue and you know get educated on the matter because it would help you in a lot more ways than one another way is uh find treatment with samsa which is s-a-m-h-s-a now samsa's behavioral health treatment services locator is a confident and anonymous source of information for persons seeking treatment facilities in the united states or u.s territories for substance use addiction and or mental health problems and so you can also try that outlet as well just google samsa and you'd probably be able to uh, find out more about the program and how to get yourself acquainted with it how to be a part of it and how to solve the issue with yourself now you could also try and um Try not to reach out for only your sake, but for others that might require your help. You know, it's not it's not gonna be great if you have to do all of this, get all the work, put in all the hours, and leave out those who also need us as well. Because chances are, if they do have it, they're probably not aware of it. You know, they don't know that they have it, so they're going about trying to go through the day normally as a normal person would but that's not the case so i would recommend try and uh give those who are around you that need this help you give them the attention they need and send them to places where they need to go okay so uh yeah that that would be all sorry i'm a little bit signed because i uh
I don't know. I guess I'm doing all right, but it's it's one of the things that you just can't explain, <laughs> and it's you don't know how to explain because the moment you try to, you just you you just keep falling into a loop of not understanding the words coming out of your mouth. I I, I don't want to waste your time, guys. Uh, yeah. So that's gonna be it for today's episode. I apologize if it went beyond the 15 minutes, beyond the 30 minutes, and it's 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 probably 36 minutes right now. You know, I I guess I took too much time, and uh, I apologize in advance. I don't know if I'm being too emotional about this or taking this too seriously, because I uh, more often than not I'm told that I do too much. <laughs> so, um, apologies if that was too much. Uh, but yeah, mental illness is something that is so easily overlooked. And it's not the first, it's like, I guess society always thinks that those who claim to have mental illnesses are the ones who have the most excuses. You know, they always are the ones that are like, oh, okay, I have a problem. There's no way I'm under any inclination to do my work 100%. No, that is not the case. Um, there are those who are great at pretending that they have mental issues. There are those who are just putting up the max that they have a problem or a mask of lies surrounding a mental health condition. They're all there. I mean, just because they're fake ones doesn't mean that the real ones don't exist. It just means that it's probably harder to find it because those with the mental health issues are trying so hard to fit in. They're trying so hard to be indistinguishable from everyone else. Because once I learn, let me just say this, once I learn that I have a mental health condition, I'm going to try as much as possible to pretend that I don't have it. Like, I'm going to do a lot of normal shit and make you go, oh, this guy's actually normal. There's nothing wrong with him because I also I feel insecure thinking to myself, oh my god, other people are going to think that I am mentally unstable. Mentally, I have an issue. Like, no, I don't want that drama. I'm going to try and find a way to make you think that I'm one with you. I'm one with the force, bro. I don't have no mental shit on me. I'm goaded. <laughs> and that is just me. I don't know about everyone else, but I feel like in my situation, I would try more than more often than not to blend in rather than stick out like a like a sore thumb, you know, like I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't I can't fucking do that. So um yeah that was gonna that's gonna be it today uh for myths. Raw myths. A uh, little bit of context since I've already broken the 30 minutes barrier. I might as well say this when I say raw, or the definition of my podcast, is that I do not edit a single part of it. Everything is straight from my mind, and as crappy as it is, it is me entirely, okay? You're not getting shit from my edit, my editing skills, or you're not getting shit from what I, or from uh, some fancy transition. It's all 100% me. So if it sucks, it 100% sucks. And if it's good, it's 100% good. You know, if it's 50-50, well, I'll take the 50-50 because the 50-50 is still me, you know. Um, 
but anyways thanks so much for watching if you have watched it, or if you have listened this far i'd appreciate the subscription you know you know uh i just i'd appreciate the subscription uh i know i'm not supposed to put my um basic necessities upon your head but i'd appreciate the donations of which whichever kind uh if i'm being a little bit petty i apologize it's not really me um although i do have the equipment sometimes it's a little bit difficult to get more because this is supposed to be a whole system where you get a silent background and right now you're hearing a lot going on in the background it's not suiting music i can tell you that uh but in order to make preparations for that it would have to make it unless of course you like this i mean <laughs> i don't mind i'd rather i'd much rather prefer a really silent place where i get to talk to you guys and at least hearing my voice and that being the only thing and not a kid screaming in the background that gets your attention all right or maybe it's some sort of white silence that you're into it so white sounds that you're into it anyways i gotta stop talking i've been doing this for too much <laughs> so i will catch you guys on the next flip tomorrow actually we've got some really interesting uh lineups not you necessarily me because i got like exams so i might be posting a little late a little early we're gonna have to wait and see uh but take care of yourselves and I hope you have a great evening, great morning, great afternoon, and great everything else. Take care of yourselves, and as always, Young Titan out. Thanks for watching. I mean, listen.